0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a younger product? It's to be Jeff. The green rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we
1: are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 304 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest-running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say Hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on, dude? Another beautiful day in
0: paradise. It's starting to get cold. People are starting to put their Christmas lights up. I'm loving it. This time of year is great because I way prefer cold to hot because I can dress up for cold, but it's hard to dress down for hot. So not a big fan of summer heat, but I love the winter cold. So this is my jam, dude. I love this weather. I'm totally digging it. I'm loving seeing all the Christmas lights starting to go up. So, big fan of this time of the year, and no energy drinks today. I had coffee this morning, no energy drinks today, so uh, you're getting me au natural, as oh. they say on the, as the kids say these days on the street.
1: Oh, au natural today, huh?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Just bearing it out today, huh?
0: Yeah, just slanging it everywhere. <laughs> au natural, just slanging.
1: Uh, I've got the uh, Zoa running through me today, coursing. Ooh, the rock. The rock. I I don't feel like The Rock. I feel like Homer Simpson trying to feed my stomach pizza, you know? (laughs) That's what I feel like.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Nice reference. That's a nice visual, too.
1: Uh, No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yes, I've got that going through the veins right now. If you would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or... Whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully posable Instagram, Fully posable WFP. You can go back and listen to our past podcasts, any of them at all, on Podbean. Just head on over there. Search Fully posable Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully posable WFP, at gmail.com. We have a different format this week. We have very, very little news again. So I guess this is starting to be the time of the year where news is going to start to dwindle a little bit. Luckily, our good friends over at Chella Toys are pumping us with some news. So that's awesome. But we'll get into that later on. Scott, have you done any toy spotting?
0: Zero. <laughs> Literally zero. I got my uh, G.I. Joe classified barbecue figure that I had pre-ordered. Yeah. And that's about it. I haven't, haven't really done much toy spotting at all. Our Walmart has had the same old, same old. They've got the the John Cena movie figure from uh, Fast and Furious. I think it was Fast and Furious. Uh, they've got the Rock figure from Fast and Furious. No Pipers, of course. They've got a couple of AEW figures on the peg, but nothing to write home about, man. Nothing new out there. No big finds. Our local Target has been pretty bad. Uh, no new legends on the pegs there. They've been pretty barren. They've got figures. Don't get me wrong. There's their stock on the pegs and that's always a good thing. Uh, just nothing that I'm specifically hunting for. So right now, just, you know, we've got a Disneyland trip planned for right after Thanksgiving with the kids. That's going to be their Christmas present. So, you know, toy spotting has kind of had the brakes slammed on a little bit and that's where the, the funds are going right now is the Disneyland trip right after Thanksgiving and then after that, we'll we'll see about the toy spotting again. But uh, right now, everything's kind of on pause, dude.
1: So I did meet up with Norm this past week. And uh, I hadn't seen Norm in a while, a local friend out here. And so we go into Target. We look around. Nothing on the bags. Didn't buy anything. Walk out. And Norm goes into his car. And he goes, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. Here's everything that uh, I've picked up for you that, obviously, I've paid him through PayPal and stuff. He's all, but here's everything I've picked up for you. And he hands me this huge, like, grocery bag and a couple of toys that were overflowing. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, here's a box (laughs) from GBM. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, I was like, I feel bad. I don't have anything because I haven't been seeing anything out here, but... It's cool like I I shouldn't say I haven't seen anything but I have been seeing some stuff on the pegs. I've seen top picks or some elite, I don't know, elite 85, 84, something like that. But like you dude, I haven't been seeing anything out here. Yeah, I mean it's
0: good to see stock on the pegs, right? We were always having those those gripe sessions about distribution this and distribution that. And it definitely seems to have gotten better. You got to imagine when the ships start docking, too you know, and they start loading those containers, it's going to get even better. But, you know, there is stock on the pegs and that's a good thing. They're plentiful. They'll start to disappear, I'm sure, around Christmas when people go out and do their full force shopping. But uh, yeah, at least there's stock on the pegs. You know, we can't really gripe about distribution much anymore. I'm sure some areas are, are not great. And again, this area isn't great, but again, I'm not really looking or I'm not finding what I'm looking for, but there is stuff to shop. So that's a good thing. It's not empty pegs like we were seeing for so long. At least they've got that remedied, it seems.
1: You said docking. <laughs> Do not
0: urban dictionary that word, please.
1: <laughs> urban dictionary. <laughs> you
0: stop it, dude.
1: Urban dictionary the word. Should I read it? No.
0: <laughs> You're going to R-rate this show real quick.
1: And Scott, what you got for the Aquanet Minute?
0: So Aquanet Minute this week, and look, sometimes you got to go home or pick, right? Like when you do fantasy football or fantasy baseball, you take a player off your favorite team and it just, it makes you feel good, right? So I kind of did that this week when I picked the Aquanet Minute and I went with a Kiss album. I went with Asylum. Asylum has some of my favorite Kiss 80s songs on it. Tears Are Falling, Uh All Night, Who Wants to Be Lonely amazing album, but it's got one of the best opening songs on a Kiss album ever. In fact, it might be my favorite opening Kiss song on an album and it's King of the Mountain. It starts out with a killer drum solo. It's like Eric Carr at his best in a studio session. Love Asylum. If you have a minute, check it out. Some great songs on there. Highly recommended Kiss Asylum. And actually Jeff, when I saw them this past September, they played tears are falling. And that's one of my favorite Kiss songs from that era. So I was loving it when they were playing that. I had never heard it live. So it was a huge treat when they played that one, broke it out, dusted it off, played it for us. It was awesome. So definitely go give it a listen. That's my Aquanet Minute, Kiss Asylum.
1: So I do have a funny story that kind of ties into your Aquanet Minute, Scott. Tonight I was cooking dinner before Celeste got home, and I told Alexa to play Poison.
0: Uh, the Bell Biv DeVoe song?
1: That's what she played. I was actually asking for <laughs> Brett Michaels' poison, right? <laughs> see, Alexa thinks she's so smart. So she threw a changeup at me. But I was okay with it. I don't yeah. mind that song. Right? And I'm like, okay, I can dig some Bell Biv DeVoe right now. But then Alexa started playing more Bell Biv DeVoe songs, right? I, I still don't see a problem with this. I, I There was nothing wrong with this. But they started playing the song Do Me. There is a part in that song where he says, backstage, underage. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Hold on. Wait a second here. Cancelled. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Cancelled. I mean, they they are cancelled along with Winger because she's only 17.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, if you're going to go along those lines, uh, Kiss made a song called Christine 16.
1: C- cancelled.
0: Gene Simmons specifically has a line in that song where he says, I don't usually say things like this to girls your age. I guess they have to be cancelled.
1: <laughs> they are cancelled right.
0: now. No, us just cancel Gene. It was his song.
1: Well, now we have to cancel Winger. We have to cancel Kiss
0: now. I mean... Just Kip. Just Kip Winger, though. And just Gene Simmons. No, I was,
1: I, I heard that line and I had completely forgotten about that line.
0: Oh, yeah. I did too. You're right.
1: Because he's all backstage, underage, or something like that. I was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Easy there, Turbo. <laughs> now, everybody
0: listening is singing that bit in their head.
1: I know, dude. I know. <laughs> but I continue to still listen to him because I dug that. I dug Belle Biv DeVoe back in the day. So I was like, all right.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Loved Belle Biv DeVoe.
1: Yeah. So anyways, I was listening to that tonight and I thought I'd throw that in for the Aquanet Minute.
0: That's hilarious. So you're trying to listen to one genre. Alexa's like, nah, you want this instead. And guess what? You did want that instead. As the great Bob Ross would say, that's a happy accident.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or a happy little accident. Oh, great point. Great point. So again, we're just going to jump right into the news. Chella Toys. Make sure you guys follow them on all their social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram. At Chella Toys, they showed off their Series 1 of their Megastars and their Series 2 of the Megastars. Their Series 2 is Haku, Tongaloa, Gangrel, Luna, Atom Bomb, Big Daddy Easy, all of the BWO, Stevie, Nova, and Blue Meanie, and Giant Haystack. So make sure you check all those out. Those are all coming in retro form. Love those guys. Can't wait for their figures. (sighs) And on top of that, they're already teasing us for Series Three, so I'm excited for all of those figures. Plus, Series One has Dynamite Kid, so anything British Bulldogs, I'm here for.
0: Absolutely, and I can't wait to see what that finished Luna looks like. I'm excited about that Haku Cella doing big things, man. I'm loving
1: it. Oh, especially with the crown too. Yes, and we yes. talked. We talked about this last week because we talked about the Gangrel with the hand with the cup. Dude, I mean, these little, little accessories just make a figure like that.
0: Yeah, well, the accessories and then the hand being able to hold the accessory. It's just, it's perfect. Like, those yeah. are the attentions to detail that Hasbro paid to the WWF line, and now Chell is doing it. So, great to see him following in those footsteps.
1: Uh, Hasbro could have done some things a little bit better, you know? Well, of
0: course. Yeah, I mean, you can always look back on a line and go, they could have done this, they could have done that, so you know, there's always going to be that. And who knows? Chella might have that at some point too. And they might look at it and go, man, I wish we had done this, but they are definitely on the right track.
1: What is something that Hasbro could have done? They could have put arrogance with the model. Oh, great call.
0: I mean, they always did great accessories that made sense, right?
1: The Bushwhackers hats,
0: the Bushwhackers hats, the barber shears, boss man's nightstick, you know, the list goes on. Jake's snake, but why didn't they have arrogance with Rick Martel? That didn't make any sense to me.
1: Would they have been able to do the Brain Busters?
0: I think the Brain Busters left a little bit too early. or a, a, They were just leaving as Hasbro took over the line. So if I had to guess, if the Brain Busters had stuck around, because the Brain Busters were gone, I believe it was Survivor Series, was it 90? No, 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 it was 89. Right, because by WrestleMania 6, they were gone, and WrestleMania was March of 90, or April oh, of 90.
1: Yeah, and Hasbro probably already knew that they were getting the license, so they probably already had Series 1 mapped out.
0: Yes, exactly. So that was done. So I would imagine even if they had gone to WWF and said, hey, we want to do the Brain Busters, they would have been told no because they're on the way out. Because I, th- to the best of my knowledge, Arden Tully gave the WWF notice that they were bouncing. Tully's failed drug test aside, they had already notified WWF they were leaving. My guess is that would have happened around August or September of 89. Because by Survivor Series, they were gone, right? That was Arn's last match. Tully failed his drug test. So Bobby Heenan had to fill his spot in the Survivor Series match. And I would imagine... Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I would imagine that... Because the Hasbro line was around summer of 90, that that dropped, it was like, April, May, June, somewhere in there of 90, I want to say. I think you're right. So series one would have been mapped out. They would have had the sketches done, all the mechanisms figured out. In production, I would guess late 89, early 90. So yeah, for sure, even if they had pitched the Brain Busters, they'd have been like, nah, you're not getting them. I mean, even if they had been like, okay, let's make them. As soon as they turn in their notice, I would imagine they would have been pulled. But it makes you wonder if there were some sketches out there like, hey, this is what we're thinking like here are nah, some sketches I, of guys.
1: I I honestly think that they had series one mapped out, and it was uh, they basically knew it was going to be Warrior, Hogan, Rude, Boss Man. They had their guys already mapped out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I guess the tag team they chose was the Twin Towers and Demolition. So yeah, I guess the Brainbusters would have missed the cut on that. But man, it, honestly, as great as that Akeem figure is. Is it blasphemy to say I'd kind of rather have the Brainbusters in series 1 than the Twin Towers?
1: No, not blasphemous at all.
0: I don't know, I love that Akeem figure, I do.
1: But but, but again, like you said, they were gone late 89.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what body types they would have used. I would have I would imagine that Arn would have been something along the lines of what Hacksaw Duggan's mechanism was. And that he- Tully would have been something along the lines of what like uh the Macho King figure was.
1: When did they start doing the straight arm clothesline? Because Macho Series 1 had the double arms up and down. I would think that Tolley would be like that.
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. Because I want to say Series 2 had somebody with that.
1: Arn, I could see with the spring punch arm or something similar like that.
0: Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, he did have a good right hook so or a good right hand. So maybe
1: that's true technically left hand because he's left-handed.
0: Oh yeah, sorry. Yes. You're yes. right. So yeah, maybe he would have had the punchy arm. You're right. Yeah. But
1: man. No, I'm I'm no, his left.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> this computes with me. Thank you.
1: <laughs> you're welcome.
0: <laughs> I mean, I hate to second guess what was a great series 1, but I actually prefer the second boss man figure to the first. And as long as they'd give me a Keem in the next series, I would gladly swap out the twin towers for the Brainbusters. Gladly.
1: That's if they would have lasted longer in the WWE.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame that they didn't. Cause I thought that they were great in the WWF, but unfortunately we, we never got them. We didn't get them in the LJN line, which I guess instead of pointing the finger at Hasbro pointed at uh, LJN slash grand toys, like,
1: I think they were just kind of phoning it in, dude.
0: Uh, Maybe, but I mean, they got there in 88, right? So there was time. They could, I mean, yeah, they were, they were already gearing into the black cards at that point, but I mean, I don't see why they couldn't have made an appearance in the last series.
1: Okay, but when was the Powers of Pain? Were they 87? Powers 88? of
0: Pain? Uh, yeah, I want to say late 87. Well, no, they weren't there in 87 because Survivor Series 87 was the inaugural one. Powers of Pain were at '88. That was their first. That was their first Survivor Series, but they were there at SummerSlam. They were there at SummerSlam '88.
1: Okay, so they had Warlord in the Blackheart series. Correct.
0: And the Brainbusters wrestled the Heart Foundation, I believe, at SummerSlam '88, right? Or was that '89? See, I'm, I'm losing track.
1: Oh man, it's tough to get old.
0: <laughs> it really is. Okay, I'm forgetting who the Brainbusters wrestled at '88, but I'm pretty sure they were on that card.
1: No, because they dropped the titles to Back to Demolition, right?
0: Yes, correct.
1: And that was, when was that? It would have been in 89. See, we're doing this without Google. This is the way we like to do it.
0: (laughs) We're really racking our brains here.
1: Okay, so yes. So we're looking at you, Grant Toys, instead of giving us that horrible Rick Rude.
0: Yeah, and while we're at it, a horrible honky-tonk man, too.
1: I didn't mind the honky-tonk, man. I got to be honest.
0: Yeah, the jumpsuit and the paint starts to fade. It's all blue underneath. What is that about? It's frightening.
1: (laughs) Even his nose was blue underneath, dude. Yes,
0: that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like, the paint starts to rub off of his face and he's blue. Like, honky-tonk, man, is really a smurf, apparently.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was fun kind of reminiscing right there.
0: But I'm going to have to fact-check myself when we're done because that was all done on the fly. I'm trying to remember back, right? But I... I would swear that the brainbusters were at SummerSlam '88.
1: That is filler, folks. That is filler. Um, <laughs> one thing that I do wish Hasbro would have gone further in depth on: more belts. Mm. Yes. Give us the tag. Give us the IC. Why didn't we get more belts? We got the heavyweight, and it came with the ring. Yep. But why didn't we get more belts?
0: No IC titles. No tag titles. No women. That was another confusing thing about Hasbro. No women.
1: Yes. Good point. Good point.
0: Liz was just ready made, right? Right. Like, boom. She's right there. She was in the thick of things. Like, she could have totally made it into the line. She was a huge part of WrestleMania 8 and that story with Flair and Savage. She would have definitely
1: sold. And at WrestleMania 5, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, wait. Going back to the Brain Busters. Hold on. No, <laughs> wait, wait. What? Was
1: WrestleMania Five their first pay per view? Were they only there a year, and I'm thinking they were there longer. Yeah, so they were only there at WrestleMania Five because at WrestleMania Six, Haku and Andre dropped the titles to Demolition. Correct.
0: Correct. I remember that. And at Five, they beat Strike Force because Martel walked out on Tito. The Brainbusters beat Strike Force. Correct. But were they at Survivor Series? Eight? 80- no, they weren't at Eighty Seven. They weren't at Survivor Series 88.
1: They didn't have a long run in WWF, dude.
0: Okay, I'm thinking they were there longer. Okay, so maybe I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. And I'm just thinking the Brain Busters were so great that they dominated the WWF, but they didn't have a, a long run there. Now that I'm kind of thinking back and talking with you, like, wow. Maybe I'll stop complaining that we never got them. So I take back my request, Hasbro, if you're listening, to have the <laughs> Brain Busters substitute for Bossman and Akeem in Series 1. And I take back my finger pointing at LJN, even though I would have way rather had an Arn and Tully than a Honky and Rick Rude. I will stick by that, but I won't blame them for not making the brainbusters.
1: Although if you think about it, they could have put Arn Anderson in the Rick Rude pose. <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with Honky being in that black card series. Honky deserved to be in that series. I guess.
0: You know what though? Didn't Honky come on the blue and the black?
1: Yes, he did, actually, didn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, I think he came on both. But still, bad paint application on that figure. That was lazy. Like, we're going to put him in a blue jumpsuit. We're just going to make it blue rubber and just paint the face and the hands.
1: Well, you know what? Instead of giving us another macho man that just looked exactly like the macho from the earlier series, yes, they could have given us Arn and Tolly instead of rude and macho.
0: Okay, I'm with that. But my guess is they found a bunch of Macho Mans or they had his mold that was still going to be able to make a bunch more figures. And they're like, screw it. Just make a bunch more Macho Mans.
1: Yeah, probably. I would love to get somebody from Grand Toys over here and say talk to them for a little bit.
0: Man, because remember on the back of the LJN cards, they showed the Bushwhackers. They showed yep. Bad News Brown. They showed Brother Love. They showed Barbarian USOBs. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, was there more planned out even beyond that? Because we all know those figures never came to be. But was there more beyond that? You know, were discussions had? Were sketches made? Beyond that, were there rough rough, like prototypes made of who could have been after even that Bad News Brown series? These are the things I want answered.
1: Yes. Great point, dude.
0: And why was there never a Bad News Brown LJN? LJN. Bad News Brown is a huge omission in the LJN line if you ask me.
1: This is filler, folks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But it's still wrestling figure talk.
1: It is wrestling figure talk.
0: It is. Who would you say is the biggest omission from LJN that they never made?
1: I'd have to go bad news.
0: Yeah. Easily. Right. Easily. The dude had WrestleMania matches. He's in one of the biggest WrestleMania moments that's still talked about today when he turned on Brett. Right. Like that is right there enough to make an LJN.
1: And he faced Jake. Did he face Jake at one of the manias?
0: Uh, I know he faced Piper at six, Battle Royal at four, at four, Coco at three.
1: Who did he face at five? Or did he have a match? No, at five? Jake
0: wrestled Andre.
1: Oh, that's right. John Stud was the uh, ref.
0: Oh, I think it was Bad News and Hacksaw at five.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, I think it was Bad News and Hacksaw. Dude, he was there for a while.
1: Yeah, he should have had an LJN.
0: Man, I mean, I understand why he didn't have a Hasbro because he wasn't at seven. WrestleMania six was his last WrestleMania. Correct. But there's no reason that uh, he was at WrestleMania three, like LJN. He was right in LJN's wheelhouse to make a figure of, and they just, they never did. And I have no idea. I seen some great customs, but that to me, I think is the biggest omission in the LJN line. No bad news. Brown figure is a damn shame. Agreed. Yep. We got a classic superstars.
1: We're getting our blue blood boiling. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Come on, Mattel, give us a bad news. Brown, a tone I for know. LJN's mistakes.
1: Hold on, '80s papers here. '80s, '80s uh, Steve Ozer papers here.
0: Okay, I'm listening.
1: If he is available too, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same song and dance with you. '80s paper.
0: <laughs> they just copied and pasted.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they just copied and pasted.
1: Screw okay. your control C and control V.
0: <laughs> okay, but who speaks for Bad ne- bad News Brown now, I wonder? I mean, obviously, mean? whoever... Because I think he passed like mid-2000s? Maybe? I'm, see, I See, I don't even know on that one.
1: I think you're right. Early to mid-2000s, if I'm not mistaken.
0: And they were able to get him into a classic superstars, but I wonder whoever handles as a state now... If somebody's knocking on that door to get us a Bad News Brown figure, someone has to.
1: And plus, with all the wrestling figure lines going on right now, somebody has to.
0: It's like that conversation we had, like all of these legends are open game and hopefully somebody is knocking on whoever is handling Bad News Brown's estate. Because damn it, we need a Bad News
1: Brown figure. We are going to get into WWE Elite Series 34 and 35 tonight. This is filler, folks. A twofer. What do you say we get into it? Let's go talk about them. Before we jump into the series tonight, 34 and 35, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com and follow along while Scott reads off these two series. So, again, you can go over there. You can check out the figures, each one while Scott reads them off. Again, over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, what you got for Elite Series 34? We'll start off with that one.
0: Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 34, consisted of Wade Barrett. He was in his black gear, and he came packaged with an entrance cape. Next up, Doink the Clown, and he came with three green hair pieces and a bucket. Hulk Hogan was in black jeans, red bandana, yellow Hulk rule shirt. Came with a red Hulkamania shirt, yellow sunglasses, and a red and yellow boa. The great John Cena was in his camo shorts, came with a black You Can't Stop Me shirt, a You Can't See Me hat, never give up armband, God, that guy loves slogans, and dog tags. Next up, Paige, and she was in purple gear. She came with the NXT Women's Championship. (laughs) 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 It was polished really nicely, too, I must say. (laughs) <laughs> and the wwe divas championship jeff you and i both have that figure signed up on the wall
1: yep A uh, little uh, go ahead go ahead i'll talk about that in a sec
0: yep and last figure of the series is rusev he was in his black trunks came with a medal and a platform and jeff that rounds out mattel wwe elite series 34
1: that page figure was the last figure i ever got signed in sharpie everything else since then has been paint pen
0: oh well now i have to do some quick math in my head no that's not the last figure i got wait 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 no moxley was or dean ambrose was in paint pen charlotte was was that 2014 yeah charlotte was f- 2014
1: no, charlotte was 2015 Charlotte was
0: 2015. Was that after Paige?
1: Yes, because we saw Paige September of 2015. Then that was the magical moment where we saw someone use a paint pen. And that's the moment where we were like, what was that and how do we get one? And then I messaged you one day at work and you're like, dude, I think those things are called paint pens. And that's when I started doing research and buying hell of them and realizing which ones I liked and which ones I didn't like. And it still continues to this day.
0: Okay, so Charlotte then, the Charlotte Basic was the last figure I got signed in Sharpie.
1: You should have that one in uh, silver paint pen. That
0: was silver paint pen? It looks like Sharpie to me.
1: No, it should be silver paint pen because you and I, were. that was the same night. It was Dean Ambrose and Charlotte at RenoCon. That was a few months after the whole page thing.
0: Oh, okay. I, dude, seriously. I know the the Dean Ambrose's paint, but I always thought the Charlotte was Sharpie. I totally forgot that I had a paint pen on that one. How funny.
1: Yep. So Dean was the very first time, and Charlotte was the very first time that we ever used paint pens.
0: Okay. There you go. So Paige was the last of the Sharpie autographs, and that was way back in 2015.
1: Yep. Shortly and-
0: before the show.
1: And to this day I get a slew of questions daily. Hey, what paint pens do you use?
0: And you have a copy and paste response of I hear paper's rustling.
1: 80s paper just came back. If they are available to us, we will put them in a Oh, sorry. Hold on.
0: That that was Steve's paper.
1: Sorry, Steve Steve's 80s paper came back. I use Posca and make sure to use sky blue. And there you go. Use sky blue for everything or yellow.
0: That's Jeff's pro tip. And
1: just the tip. Are we talking about docking again? <laughs> Not docking, the band. The band? Dawkin? No, no, that was part of the eighty. or sorry, that was part of the AquaNet Minute.
0: I'd love to talk about docking. I know you would. But I'm not engaging in a docking conversation with you. <laughs>
1: it's not happening.
0: Anyway, I won't fall for that again.
1: Anyway, so that's a little fun fact about the Paige figure. <laughs> won't fall for that again. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what was your favorite figure in Elite Series 34?
0: I think it's Paige. The face the sculpt or scan is it's good. They nailed her outfit, and I love the inclusion of the two belts. I, I think I'm going to go with Paige on this one.
1: Okay. I have to go, oh man, it's tough between Doink and Paige. The I Doink
0: is really, really good, and I love the three green hair pieces they put with them.
1: Yep, and it's funny too, because I saw that Doink everywhere and I never picked it up, and now we have the Ultimate Edition coming, and I'm like, ah, man, I'm okay not picking this one up.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with missing it, because we're getting the Ultimate Doink.
1: I gotta say, this series was an abundance out here.
0: It was, dude, you're right. I found that one everywhere.
1: The only figure... That we could not find out here was Paige.
0: I found mine at Walmart, I think.
1: No, we bought you yours. Oh, you did? As a Father's Day gift.
0: Really? Yep. I remember seeing the series all over the place. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I didn't see Paige. But I remember seeing that Hogan and the Rusev. Oh my gosh. They were... I mean, you talk about Peg Warmer. They were lighting the pegs on fire, dude. Like, they sat forever.
1: Yeah. Hogan, Doink barrett john cena and rusev all peg warmers. abundance of them at Walmart's. Paige was not nowhere to be found out here
0: man well i'm glad you picked her up for me thank you shows you how good my memory is
1: and to say the least i'll get into it in a sec we didn't pay the uh ebay price that is it is now
0: oh that's right you have ebay prices
1: for us yes i do have ebay prices let's go over them wade barrett with the entrance cape last sold carded ebay listing August 18th for $10. We have a new winner. Oh, $10. <laughs> $10 Wade Barrett. Congratulations. You are now lower than Sheamus.
0: Oh man. And they were in a team together. They were? Yeah, the Oh gosh. Del Rio was a part of it. They faced New Day at WrestleMania.
1: Oh, that's
0: right. I forget United Nations or something like that. Nations or something.
1: United Nations Express.
0: No, that's not what it was. Oh,
1: <laughs> this ain't the '80s where every team had Express at the end. <laughs> <laughs> of course, now we still mark out for them, even though.
0: Of course we do. Well, maybe not the U.S. Express, but anyway.
1: I hey hey hey! I don't mind the U.S. Express. Don't knock them.
0: No, you're right. I love the U.S. Express.
1: Doink the Clown, three total hair pieces with a bucket, last sold eBay listing November 4th for $57. Now, here's the funny part. That same Doink carded, one sold the day before on November 3rd for $75. Hulk Hogan with the two shirts, the Boa, last sold eBay listing October 29th for $61.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh.
1: It kills me, dude. I saw this figure Everywhere. $61. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. John Cena shirt, dog tags, and hat. Last sold eBay listing carted September 27th for $36. Page NXT Women's Championship Divas title. Did I put to tail? I put to tail. I misspelled title. Public schools. It's okay. I don't know what that was about. Anyways, last sold eBay listing on... November seventh for thirty five dollars, and we paid fifty four for yours.
0: Oh, dude!
1: Yeah, it came down in price.
0: Oh man,
1: that's all right. It's all right. You almost You'll think you
0: got it. an extra DNA sample with that one.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping it's from a couple of WWE wrestlers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at you, Brad Maddox. <laughs>
1: Oh, too bad that guy never had an elite. It would come with a video camera. Anyways. (laughs) Yes. Rusev with the platform in the metal. Last sold eBay listing $14.99 on October 19th. So our two lowest sold listings was in this series with Rusev and Wade Barrett. Wow.
0: It's kind of sad. But like you said, a lot of these figures were just peg warmers, dude. There's a lot of stock out there, but that kills me on that Hogan. I saw so many of those, and for a long time, like, they didn't move.
1: I know, dude. If I would have picked up the Doink and the Hogan's, I'd be a hundred thousandaire.
0: <laughs> a self-made hundred thousandaire.
1: I know. All right, let's move over to WWE Elite Series 35. We will give you guys a quick second to click that over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Okay, and we're just going to do a little bit of more filler here, and uh, all right, it's gone. All right, let's start the series. Scott, what you got for Elite Series 35?
0: Yes, Mattel WWE Elite Series 35 contained Los Matadors, Diego and Fernando. They were both in their green gear with red boot covers, came with a matador jacket, hat, and cape. I love when they do tag teams in their Elite Series. I might have said that before, though. Next up, Earthquake. He came with Damien and a snake bag. And I'm sorry, this is just too soon. Uh, too soon. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready for that.
1: Uh, Scott, that happened back in 1989. So uh, I understand. Too soon. Was that ni- Or was it 1999? Oh, God. We're not going to start this again. Don't Anyways, start keep this go- again. Yes. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Luke Harper.
0: R.I.P. Luke Harper. He was in his jeans, white tank top, and he came with an entrance vest and two alligators. Randy Orton. He was in blue trunks, came with an Evolution shirt, and last but certainly not least, Jeff, Triple H. He came with a red, man, it was almost like a red all-around cape, entrance armor, and crown, which were gold. And that rounds out Elite Series 35.
1: I believe the Triple H was from WrestleMania 30, if I'm not mistaken.
0: That was 30 when he faced uh, Daniel Bryan?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that was uh, WrestleMania 30. Okay. Okay. It's funny to see Fernando and Diego in this, but they gave us a tag team. So like you said, we got a tag team out of this.
0: I thought the figures were really good too. I mean, say what you will about the tag team. It was kind of a ridiculous gimmick, but I thought that the figures were really well done.
1: They were well done. Unfortunately, they sat everywhere.
0: Oh, Of course they did. Yeah, but great job by Mattel on those figures.
1: Yeah, f- favorite figure in this one, I'm going to have to go Earthquake. I thought they did a killer job on this Earthquake. Really?
0: I thought you would go Triple H. I thought you loved that figure.
1: Uh, Well, my favorite figure is the one with the brown. Or maybe it was the brown one. that. No, because I think that one was 27, if I'm not mistaken, where you wear the brown. Okay. So this one I think is from 30. Don't quote me on that. But anyways, uh, I do love that Triple H, but I love the one with the brown more. There's something about that... Toys R Us exclusive with mask and the brown cape. There's something about oh, that. Oh
0: yeah, that one. Okay, that's your favorite.
1: Yeah, this one is good. I'm not knocking it. I thought they did a great job on it, but there's something about that Toys R Us exclusive one. So,
0: Fun fact, if this is Triple H from Wrestlemania 30, he had Sasha and Charlotte as two of the ladies that removed his armor.
1: Was Becky there too?
0: Mm, possibly Becky. I do remember for sure Sasha and Charlotte, but I don't remember about Becky. It's very possible, yes. Or maybe it was Alexa Bliss was one of them too.
1: Oh, Alexa, you're right. And I think yeah. Bronch. Sh- I think Braun Strowman dressed up as one too. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was the uh Adam Rose character group.
0: <laughs> yes, there you go. A little bit of confusion there, yes.
1: Sorry, I got mixed up on the two.
0: Um, I think I'm gonna agree with you on Earthquake. I even though it's still too soon. I love the inclusion. It really grabs Earthquake from that feud with Jake, where he went like full crap heal by literally killing a snake well not literally but on tv crushing a snake inside of a bag like it didn't even have a chance to bite him and defend itself he like left it in the bag and crushed it
1: i'm okay with that i hate snakes i hate snakes too but that was mean screw you earthquake that was cool I, that made me a fan of earthquake i hate snakes dude i've got a phobia of snakes and i was all i was all on board with earthquake after he did that <laughs> He, he became a face
0: in your eyes. Didn't he go on to primetime and like do snake burgers or something?
1: Something like that. I don't know how snake burgers taste, but I was happy that he cooked up Damien.
0: You're horrible. Shame on you. I hope you get hate mail for this. But yeah, I would agree with you. That's, that's the best figure in the set. I love that earthquake.
1: Hold on. Peter's <laughs> 80s papers. mess.
0: <laughs> Put on your fur jacket and answer their hate mail.
1: Jeff, you're canceled. Ah, damn it.
0: Oh man. We knew it was going to happen eventually.
1: Yeah, it's sooner or later, it's going to happen.
0: It's either going to be a Ryback roast or one of those PETA comments.
1: <laughs> By the way, how's the response been for the Ryback roast?
0: Overwhelmingly positive.
1: Good. You guys aren't canceled. That's good.
0: So far, no. But I mean, we're only like five days post releasing the episode, so there's still plenty of time for people to find it.
1: Thoughts and prayers. Thank you. <laughs> all right let's go over the ebay listings for these diego matador jacket hat and cape last sold ebay listing october 21st for 33 dollars fernando there was no carded or complete matador jacket and hat cape figure
0: interesting so you could find diego but not fernando
1: correct there were loose but there was no loose complete and that's usually what i go by okay Earthquake, Damien with the snake bag. Last sold eBay listing, November 3rd for $31. Luke Harper, RIP Luke Harper, we miss you. Entrance Vest to Alligators. Last sold eBay listing, November 6th for $31. Randy Orton, Evolution Shirt. Last sold eBay listing on Halloween for $32.99. And Triple H, Entrance Armor and Crown. Last sold eBay listing, October 20th for
0: $31. Wow. A lot of them went right around 30 bucks.
1: So I'm going to call it right now, and maybe these weren't the two best series, but I'm going to call it right now. We're going to start to see a lot of eBay listings start to come down. Because... People are now getting back out and doing things. They are now starting to take those family vacations. They are now starting to go back to bars and they're starting to, whatever it is, they're starting to live their lives again. So I think these eBay prices, you will start to see come back down. Now, granted, some people may say that they're not coming back down, but I think this is going to be the telltale. This is going to be the start of it where prices are going to start to kind of scale back a little bit and get back to normal.
0: There's no more sweet, sweet stimmy money.
1: Nope. That was fun while it lasted, though.
0: It sure was.
1: So that rounds out WWE Elite Series 34 and 35. Scott, we got the listener segment. What do you say we hit it up? Let's go talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people?
0: I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen
1: got our first question comes in from Christopher Dean title of this one says golden era over actually the golden era was over what 90 91 92
0: yeah I think about 92
1: 92
0: yeah yeah that's my golden era anyway
1: all right so this question is 28 years old (laughs) young Christopher sent this to older Christopher (laughs) one day there will be a wrestling figure podcast what
0: (laughs) you can send them questions What is a podcast?
1: (laughs) All right. Christopher's question says, hello guys. It's a really sad week in wrestling with the equivalent of a couple rosters having been made unemployed with all the content out there. It seemed like a new golden era, but this seems like a setback. Unfortunately, not everyone will get a new contract or may want one. How do you see these names bouncing back or having struggles as AEW can't take on everyone? Will another company rise up? Take care. Christopher Dean. I think a couple names are going to be okay. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlet, Ember Moon I think is going to be okay. I think those names are going to be safe and will latch on to another company.
0: I'm going to throw Mia Yim in there as well.
1: Mia Yim as well. Yeah, good call. I think they're going to latch on to another company and they'll be okay. I think there are other names that were released where they're going to really have to do some reinventing or come up with something that, you know, is unique or gets them over, you know, like starting a wrestling figure podcast, you know, that made Scott and I unique when we started a wrestling figure podcast, you know, that was, it was something new. It was something that nobody had ever thought of. But I think that the names that are going to be safe for sure is carrying cross keith lee scarlet and ember moon. I think ember has a bright future in front of her. I we definitely have not seen the last of ember.
0: What about Nia Jax, though? That's the one that I I can't really I can't really figure out what's going to happen with her.
1: That is the biggest question mark of the releases. Is, is anybody going to want to take her in? Is she toxic? Is you know, we don't know because we're not backstage, but you know, we have seen instances where she has hurt people
0: quite a few instances yeah and allegedly intentionally on some
1: so we'll leave it at right there so i don't know if anybody wants to touch that somebody may bring her in may see something in her and may bring her in for a couple storylines but long term i don't know
0: do you think maybe for some of these names and not necessarily the bigger names like you mentioned because obviously they're going to have a home somewhere right like New Japan or like Impact, AEW, of course. Somebody is going to want the bigger names on their roster. Totally understandable. Do you think some of the other names should go the route of, say, like PWG or some of the stronger independent promotions that are out there? Maybe try to build their names back up through really, really good showings at those types of shows. And that's I was going to say, it just says like PWG is a perfect example of like really being able to reinvent yourself because you have a great showing at a PWG show. People are going to start talking. Your name's going to be out there again. Then you have another really good showing at a PWG show. You know, your wings are going to start to spread a little bit. Now you're going elsewhere based on what you did with PWG. That may be a great way to go for some of these names.
1: I think that's where a lot of people are going to have to go is have good showings, reinvent themselves, reinvent their character, um, come up with something new, something unique. I think that's where they're going to have to go, and and that's the route that they now have the freedom to go. You know, if they go out with this new character and it's not working, go right back to the drawing board and try again. Yeah. If you go out there with a character that is working and you have great matches, now you're going to get on a lot of people's radar. You'll get on AEWs, Impacts, New Japan's uh, NWA, you, you'll start getting bookings.
0: I hope you're right. I really hope that you're right. And the interesting thing too, is WrestleMania seems to be going the way of two days now. Yes. It really seems like that is, <laughs> we, we would kind of call out Mattel a little bit for what was it? Cash grabs. Right. When, you know, specifically like a defining moment, Shinsuke Nakamura figure, for example. But does this two-day thing that they're doing with WrestleMania, does that seem like kind of a cash grab? Like, hey guys, we book a stadium for one day, we make X amount of dollars. But what if we book it for two days and make (laughs) 2X amount of dollars? Does it seem like a bit of a cash grab? And as a fan, if you're only able to afford to go one day, it's a total crapshoot when you're buying your ticket because
1: you don't know if your favorite is going to be on that card. That's kind of disappointing. Well, you know what, Scott? Vince hates fans. (laughs) Wow. But he loves money. He does love money. So you just answered your own questions. He doesn't care if your favorite is on night one or night two and you have tickets to either or. He doesn't care. He just wants your money. That's all Vince cares about.
0: So with that said about the roster cuts, if they keep purging the roster like they have been... Are they even going to have enough people to fill two days?
1: Oh, yeah. They'll be fine, dude.
0: Man, I I don't know. Four hours of pop. That's putting together eight hours of wrestling.
1: Well, you got to figure before each match, they have to throw in a 45-minute promo package just for the build-up to the match.
0: Yeah, or some backstage shenanigans with the old spice guy or whatever product (laughs) they're plugging and right, right. Or have the Miz and Morrison come down and do some stupid shtick in the ring. Like they did at SummerSlam.
1: Ugh, yes. Horrible.
0: Yeah. No, thank you. I don't want to see the great John Morrison wrestle in a match. I'd rather see him squirt people with water, please. That would be amazing. (laughs) Said no one. And I've got to say it. I don't do a lot of fantasy booking, but they just turned KO heel. They're putting him into a program with big E we're currently in the month of November. KO's contract is up in January. Do you think that they're building up KO to have a run with Big E? Big E beats KO before the Rumble at some point, and that's KO's swan song in the WWE, and he shows up in AEW in, say, February or March.
1: I think this is WWE's last attempt to try and lure Kevin Owens back in. Look, we they always do this. They dangle the carrot. They'll put titles on somebody, or they'll... They try to dangle the carrot. Hey, look, we're putting titles on you. You know, you guys want to sign that contract yet? You know, they did it with FTR. They did it with... You're right. um, They did it with...
0: uh, Oh, God. Why am I drawing a blank on their name? Uh, Anderson. Uh, Gallows and Anderson.
1: Right, right. Hey, we're putting you on TV now. Hey, we're we're putting you in a big thing with uh, the champion. Here's the carrot. Here's the carrot. Here's... Oh, by the way, along with the carrot, here's the contract. Go ahead and sign it.
0: But why did it take this long? Like they've had him dangling in the wind, pretty much doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, boom, program with Big E little fishy to me
1: because that's what WWE does, dude. It's
0: frustrating. It's really frustrating. And you know what? At this point, honestly, I love KO. I love the fact that he got to live his dream and go to WWE. He got a heavyweight title run or universal title, whatever that makes me so happy for him. I want him to do what's best for him next and if that's AEW, and I think I said this last week, that might get me, it will get me to tune in to see him wreak havoc on AEW. I'm. I, I just want the best for what's, I want what's best for him in his next step. And if that's signing with AEW and working fewer dates, spending more time with his family, then so be it. But I would hate to see him re-up with WWE for a long-term contract and just dangle in the wind for another three or four years. That's a waste of him. It's a waste of KO and what he, what he can do and what he brings to the table.
1: I'm holding you to that.
0: No, please do. Please do, because KO is he's very capable, and I'm going to start watching Raw again. He's obviously going to be in the next pay-per-view, probably headlining with Big E. I'm definitely going to watch that. I'll watch what KO does, and I get excited when he's part of a big program. If that happens to go over to AEW... So be it. That'll get me to tune in. But this just seems, and I know you're all like, yes, that's totally what they're doing. Just the timing of this with this contract coming up seems very fishy to me. Very curious to see what happens next.
1: Thank you, Christopher Dean for your question. We love you over here, man. Scott, next question comes from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott JT here back with that buy weekly question out of all the battle bowls WCW had Which one was your favorite? Two of mine would have been the 1991 Starcade Battle Bowl and the Battle Bowl from the 1993 Pay-Per-View Battle Bowl. 1991 Starcade with the Lethal Lottery Tournament worked better than WrestleMania 4 Tournament. Ton of talent, the two rings concept was cool, and you had that showdown between Sting and Lex. While not as big as the 91 event in terms of participants, the 93 one of Battle Bowl Pay-Per-View has a special place in my heart because it was this inspired me to book a battle Bowl for my own Pick Fed series. Still had some great names in there, and moments such as Vader starting off the night by fighting chuck Norris <laughs> and his partner Cactus Jack before Harley Race got to him. The Shock Master was there, and Road Warrior Hawk won his tag match by press slamming Rip Rogers onto either Cole or Davy Boy. Remind me again why nobody besides Impact has tried bringing this concept back.
0: Well, JT, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't really remember the Battle Bowls. We haven't gone back on... That's one of the ones that's on our list for Drunk Wrestling History to go back and review because we do a lot of early 90s, late 80s, mid-90s WCW pay-per-views. And Battle Bowls definitely one that I want to get to. But I don't have a great recollection when it comes to the Battle Bowl events I know we've talked about them before in terms of the concept because I was a huge fan of that. Basically drawing names out of a hat. I know it was a little more elaborate than that, but in essence drawing two names out of a hat, like boom, here you guys are a tag team and now you're going to face, draw two two more names out of a hat. You're going to face these two guys. I love that concept. And I a hundred percent agree that somebody needs to pick up on that because it would make a great standalone pay-per-view I think. And then like the winning team gets like a tag title shot or the winning team faces each other for a heavyweight title shot, something to that effect. But I loved the entire concept. I loved not having like your run of the mill tag teams facing each other. This was complete uncertainty and havoc. Like you didn't know what was going to happen, who was going to get teamed up. And much less when they got into the ring was one going to turn on the other because sometimes you had partners in there facing each other on opposite sides. It was a great concept and I loved it. But I don't have a great recollection when it comes to those pay-per-views. I haven't re-watched a lot of them. So I do need to go back and watch them again. So hopefully to answer this question at a later date, I'll I'll be able to do it with some with some views under my belt. But I love the concept and I would love to see it come back.
1: So one thing I did love about the Battle Bowls was the Anonymous. Like, you don't know who's going to be paired up. I thought they were great at the time. You got, obviously some of them were the some of the tag teams i should say were kind of pre-planned because it was two guys that hated each other and you're like come on now.
0: Yes. Yes. There was some of that for sure. It was some of it had to be scripted. But then like there were those ones where you're like dude, i really think that this was just drawn at random.
1: Right, right. My other favorite thing is this is kind of like what i used to do with LJN figures. I would have the pile of LJN figures to my right. And I would turn my head to the left and close my eyes. And I would start to feel for a wrestler. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to pick this guy. And I pick it up and it's like honky talk, man. And I'd be like, okay, his tag team partner is going to be, and I'd feel around. Now, of course, LJNs are in one pose, so you can kind of <laughs> guess who is who. Yes. But, but you're kind of sitting there like, okay, I'm going to grab this guy. And it's like macho man. And you're like, okay, honky and macho are pairing up tonight. And they're going to face, and then you start to feel around again. That's kind of like what I was doing with the LJN figures back in the day. And I would have random pairings like that. And then sometimes I'd be sitting there, and I'm like, okay, this does not make sense. and I just can't compute this in my head. So I just have the match, like 2 minutes squash match, and then throw them back into the pile. You know, everybody (laughs) back to the pile.
0: Back to the pile.
1: (laughs) So anyways, the Battle Bowl concept kind of reminds me of that.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, dude. Sometimes you did play figures like that where you just grabbed grab like two names at random or you grab like four at random and you're just like, boom, these guys are going to face each other. It was a great concept um, and I don't know why nobody else has really picked that up yet and I think someone should. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the whole idea and yes, JT, that is on the list for us to review for a Drunk Wrestling History. I don't know what year yet. But uh, that's definitely one I want to go back and watch. I think we'd have a lot of fun with that one.
1: Thank you, JT, for your question. And Scott, that rounds out episode 304. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can check out the card Loose lose prices of LJN's Galoobs. Hey, you know what? Maybe Hasbro got lazy and thought, you know, Galoobs just put out a bunch of titles on their wrestlers. Like every figure came with a belt. So they can use those on the Hasbros. Maybe that's why they didn't put more belts in.
0: Uh, quite possibly. Quite possibly.
1: It's a conspiracy theory.
0: <laughs> but it was all the same title. So you're going to have two tag titles and an Intercontinental title looking exactly the same?
1: Hasbro didn't give enough.
0: They really did. They're like, these damn kids can just use their imagination. Screw them.
1: <laughs> but going back to Wrestling Toy Tracker, you can also check out the prices of Defining Moments Retros. Just Toys Bendems, and I think I missed something in in there. Anyways, check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, check out our buddies Breaker and Bane over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. They talk retro talk, wrestling talk, everything under the sun, comic talk, whatever it may be. They're talking about it over there at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, along with TB Toycast with Breaker and Travis. And guess who was on You Know It's Fake right this past week, Scott? I heard that would have been the great Nate Paro. It is. It is. The great ring skirts was on there. So check that out. We always love hearing that sweet velvety voice of Nate Paro. All
0: around great, great dude.
1: He really is, man.
0: Yeah. No, Nate's an incredible person. I really, really like Nate a lot. Great
1: guy. Heart of of gold on that guy.
0: No, that's no joke, dude. Seriously.
1: No, I know. That's why I said it.
0: I know. Say it again.
1: Heart of gold on that guy. There you go. Do you want, do you want more from you? Want it from the diaphragm?
0: <laughs> when did you install your diaphragm?
1: <laughs> when I was docking. Uh, I see. <laughs> I see. Thank you. Now stop. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Full stop. Knock it off. Also,
1: also, check out our buddies over at Doing the Fame, for Eric and Barry have a fun sports show, a fun wrestling show. And they have a great website going on where you can go over there and check the UPCs and SKUs for BrickSeek and PopFinder. That links up to Target and Walmart. So, again, check out their website, the favor.com. But while you're over there, check out their awesome shows. Check out our buddies over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, Steve and Eric. Steve's heading to Dallas, dude.
0: Oh, he is. He's going to WrestleMania, huh? Y-
1: yep, and so are you. That's
0: what the wife keeps telling me.
1: Yep, that's what's happening. <laughs> I'll see you in Dallas.
0: (laughs) It's going to be a long walk for
1: me. (laughs) But in the meantime, between now and Dallas, I want you to listen to every Positively Pro Wrestling podcast there is. Also, our good friends, Sashina and Marco, have a fun show over at the Chick Foley Show. Justin, we missed your question this week. We will get to it next week. But in the meantime, check out his show, Wrestling cheers that covers aiw check out our buddy rj over at ringside rant also our good friends marty and rucker over at boots of the face tim's pulling up a chair with someone from the fig life community and scott i don't think you have anything this week do you
0: we do actually yes we have a follow-up episode
1: to the uh roast
0: yes to the roast which was our series or season two excuse me our season two finale Well, this is our Series 3 premiere episode that just dropped this past Friday.
1: Did Ryback send in something?
0: (laughs) I kind of hope that he does. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, look, okay, I don't want to pull back the curtain too far, but quote-unquote Ryback makes his appearance at the end of the roast and defends himself and gets a few shots off, so good job, Ryback.
1: He did that during the roast.
0: Correct, yes. So, I, I, mean, I hope t- that he, that not quote unquote Ryback sends in a response. That would be amazing. Like when Virgil retweeted the episode that we put out about Virgil, it would be amazing if Ryback could do something of, along those lines.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Yes. But
0: the episode that dropped this past Friday, we review WrestleMania 4. And if you're going, wasn't that one of your first episodes? Yes, it was. And it was so bad. That we felt, since WrestleMania 4 is two-thirds of our favorite on the Drunk Wrestling History Podcast, we owed it to WrestleMania 4 to do a redo episode. So, that is the series season three premiere.
1: Boy, you guys are like Hollywood already and just rebooting your own uh, your own shows, dude.
0: Yeah, or like many of the wrestling figure lines, just doing a repaint. <laughs> Call it what you will. WrestleMania (laughs) four dropped this past Friday. We're yet to be canceled because of the Ryback roast. That's a good thing. Got a lot of good feedback on that.
1: Drunk wrestling history, the reboot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the repaint, (laughs) but you can find us on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Download our podcast wherever you download all of your podcasts at because we're drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk.
1: Fully posable podcast, The Repaint. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good, dude. The
0: Top Picks series.
1: Uh, also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia of Buds. Scott, roll call.
0: Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. He's our artist, and he should be yours too. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. Hit him up on his website. That is Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, Draws.com. Get in touch with him. He'll do some amazing artwork for you. You will not be disappointed. But also check out his custom Hasbro figures. I can vouch for them. They're amazing. Again, DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call.
1: They really are amazing,
0: man. No, they are. They're incredible custom Hasbros.
1: Absolutely. So, Scott for episode 304. Are you going to go get the new grilled cheese burrito from Taco Bell?
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I didn't know it was a thing until Travis Fowler hit us up in the chat. So I jumped on the Taco Bell app real quick and looked, and sure enough, boom, new menu item at Taco Bell. It's like a grilled cheese stuffed double steak burrito thing. I'm going to take Justin's suggestion. I'm throwing potatoes in that bad boy.
1: When are you getting
0: it tonight? Uh, no, I will probably go get it in Reno.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Or
0: possibly when we leave for Reno tomorrow night, which is why we're recording a day early. Peyton's got a dance cop in Reno this weekend. So I'll if we don't stop at Taco Bell on the way to Reno, I'll be eating it in Reno.
1: By the way, while you're in Reno, you should find a vintage toy shop. Just see if there's one around. I'll Google it, for sure. All right. Well, you'll Google it, but will you go to it?
0: Uh, yeah, because I'll actually have some downtime on Saturday. Okay. Because Peyton and Shannon are gonna be at a, a thing at I think it's the convention center. It's where we went for the wizard con. Oh,
1: That's okay. where the,
0: the event is. So I'll have some downtime Saturday. So if I find a vintage toy shop, I'm definitely going.
1: Okay. And uh the Reno Con is next to the Atlantis, which has the awesome sushi buffet. So Which if we're hitting Saturday night. Oh, okay. I was gonna say if you can't find a vintage toy shop, just head over to the Atlantis and just start eating sushi
0: (laughs) yeah you know i might do that sushi buffet two times in a day my man (laughs) living my best life dude
1: so scott for episode 304 anything else
0: stay safe stay healthy fig license 2016
1: and happy toy hunting i want to thank everyone for listening to episode 304 hashtag fig life adios Yeah. Fully bowl Let's go Jeff and Scott the Toon Brothers Busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box M.O.C Happy toy hunting We'll see you next week with the OGs of WFP